0: Holy shit snacks! This is Pam from Archer, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball. Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate wherever you are putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend synchronicity now it's time for radio eight ball give us a shake radio eight ball give us a shake it's the radio eight ball show
1: Welcome back
2: to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here in Skyler's basement studio with David Rovix. Hello. And uh, I've been mentioning this guy, Skyler. If you are a fan of Radio 8 Ball, you may know him as a member of The Hard Way, who have been on the show many times. He is... Recorded several different versions of the Radio Eight Ball theme song, and we we, we came up a little short on uh, on guests, and that's when we get to meet the engineer. So welcome to Radio Eight Ball, Skylar. This is your first time asking a question, right?
1: Uh, second.
2: Second, actually. no, you were on the Posies tribute. That's right. The you live
1: asked, show at the Rhythm and Rhythm no, and Rhyme. Rhythm and Rhyme. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So mm-hmm. so this is your first time on the radio <laughs> show.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: So uh, and this is your first time engineering a radio eight ball session. What do you what do you think yes, so it far?
1: Is. It's been fun. I'm learning I, a lot. I don't believe you. <laughs> uh, you're nice. <laughs> <laughs> I really I enjoy my role in the chair. Yes. I don't have to be I can creative. see I that with by your with your glassy it. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this dude. So, uh, yeah, as long as everything's working, yeah, I'm yeah, good, I'm in a good place.
2: So, so, Skylar, and, and you, uh, like I said, you've, you've played and on played music on many Radio 8 Ball shows with The Hard Way and as a m- m- member of the Radio 8 band. And what are you up to musically these days? Mostly just recording, mostly producing, mostly running the studio?
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of that lately. Um, doing some teaching here and there uh, and the studio's been picking up a bit of speed uh, but just kind of on its own natural, in its own natural way, Um, so that's been really cool and um, musically I've been studying a lot I've been getting into classical and the old jazz gold from Mm -hmm. the 20s, 30s and 40s just working on my chops Cool. Very yeah. cool. That's you already had some. a few chops. Yeah, the, uh, you can never have too many. I guess. Right. <laughs> right.
2: Now, this has been a pretty activist kind of show. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't... Most of the music I've seen you perform... I mean, a lot of the hard way stuff has a political... was definitely politically motivated, especially in the last few years. Sure. Do you have any particular experience where you felt like... mute? When you were playing music, you were playing music not such, not just to entertain, but to engage or inspire people to action. Or in, like some sometime, we were telling the story about when David was at the 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 rally and playing inside the stadium while people were were being beaten. Well, cops were rioting outside and beating protesters. Do you have any memory of any kind of situation like that where music? became more of, a, of an activist thing than just a performance thing? Um,
1: I can't say any, like I, that I have particularly nothing's coming to mind of a specific thing. I feel like that would stick with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'm definitely familiar with the power of that. And um, I just haven't felt like I've been in the place to say the right thing about it mm-hmm. but if I was fired up about something yeah music's the way to, to way to get the message that message out that'd be cool
2: I do think that I also think that again it might fall sort of lower on the hierarchy of activism but I do feel like and maybe you'll agree with this David that the people who support artists, Like even like that to me, it's like it's like being like maybe it's like being a teacher. It's not activism, but in a way, depending upon how you do it, it can be Uh, running a studio, running a venue, the way that you approach that and whether or not you create an environment where it's available and sustainable and in a way that is a resource for people who are. Making this art and go and doing this thing, I always feel like that is a kind con- i think mean, like I said, like I feel about teachers like it 's a salt of the earth kind of job that
3: i don 't know if it 's activism, but it is in a way do you do you feel like that yeah totally i don 't call myself an activist I know I understand why you use the term okay and people sorry. need to use the term because they need to describe what what 's happening and put things into boxes I mean this is what language does, so it 's just mm-hmm. the nature of words but um <clears throat> but yeah i think uh, the p- the reason why i kind of shy away from the term activist is because it kind of puts a separation between sort of like you know people that are dedicated to social change all the time whatever that means and people that are somehow not like the the sort of like the soldiers and the civilians or something and people in some more elitist activist circles actually use that terminology they talk about the civilians you know meaning people who are not prepared to go get arrested like when they leave the house or whatever you know because of whatever they've You know, they wanted on a warrant or, you know, stuff like that. But that's what they mean when they use this sort of condescending term. But uh, I think uh, people, there's so many different roles that people play in society in so many different subtle and less subtle ways, very much including teachers, sound engineers, musicians. I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, how many people just, uh, maybe this is a tangent, but it's just in terms of like all the people that have, done w- worked with me on recordings for very little or no money just for example like i mean that's you know if if you consider me a, an activist then they're all activists you know but you know the by extension because uh, if you're working for little or no money you know then you know it's, yeah you're not, if you're not in it for the money you're in <laughs> it for some other reason you know right right yeah
1: so well, uh, can I make yeah, a, a, yeah. Mention, a, a, a remark too? Uh, I mentioned that uh, something about having a message and getting out there through music. But one thing I've been enjoying about your songs today, David, is that they've been telling stories mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. things that did happen, like real things, and that says it. That says enough, like for for the listener, and for so when it hits you, you. Can be inspired with your own message or activity that gets you out there and and a part of you know maybe the solution, but of whatever that was. So that's the powerful part of the music too. And i have been thinking back to on like um, some of the uh, songs that have incited that kind of feeling and how, mm-hmm. how they're very very much about the story, about yeah. things that have happened. That's that that can be really inspiring.
3: Totally. I think that it's all about storytelling. And that's what I always tell anybody that asks me, how do I write a good uh, political song? And I always say, tell a story and just tell one story. And don't try to tell all the stories. Don't try to, you know, sum everything up. And don't actually do what, you know, I always say that it, a lot of Woody Guthrie songs would be better without the last verse, you know, where he sums everything up <laughs> and draws a political conclusion and tries <laughs> to get everybody to join the Communist Party at the end. You know, if he could just leave that off and just tell the story, which is what he's doing in all the prior verses, you mm. know, yeah, that's uh, just tell a no. story. The story makes the statement for it by itself. You know, if it's well told, then m- most people listening are going to draw conclusions, emotional and you know conclusions from it that are the ones you want them to draw, probably yeah,
1: it 's inspired from their in the, from their heart, I mean that 's what you want anyways, right? yeah mm. yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, because music communicates to the heart, and that 's why it 's so powerful that 's why it 's so powerful it 's a medium of communication because it, it actually this was discovered by scientists re- a few years ago that it goes directly mute, words when sung go directly to the emotional centers of the brain, and musicians have always known that it 's mm. kind of obvious, but now <laughs> yeah. it 's been proven.
2: <laughs> cool. Well, uh, well, Skyler, mm-hmm. what's your question for the Pop Oracle?
1: Okay. Well, let's see. Let's see. What's the- my question would be, in having, in being a musician and kind of carving out my own way to make a living in my life, um, it's always required a lot of work, a lot of passion, a lot of energy, and a lot of diving in, and a lot, of, a lot of times basically feeling like pushing a rock up a hill or a boulder, right? And lately, I've made a lot of changes and adjustments to ways to feel like I can become maybe like, you know, actually financially stable. Um, and so I've like, uh, I'm inspired to do that by like the stress that I'm feeling from not being so, right? So I'm just trying to work that out. And the effort i've made in those changes have brought more money in which is great but the stress that i was was feeling has now just been like transformed into a to- like just as much stress if not more in a whole different like position place so i'm like oh wow i really just traded this for that you know um and so, <laughs> it kind of puts this like I've been thinking about that lately and um, my question to the Pop Oracle would be is there ever a time when you actually just break through and maybe you know not feel so much stress <laughs> from life but mm-hmm. I understand life's you know you gotta dig in to keep living but uh, that, that would be my question is there ever a point <laughs> where you
2: can really just <laughs> break through <laughs> Okay, well, now to engage the pop oracle, you get to pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Pick a kick, kick, Song number seven. Song number seven is John McCain, <laughs> Guy Who Broke Through.
0: John McCain John McCain Your grandfather was an admiral And your father was one too When you turned 17 You knew what to do You signed up for the Navy So you could make it rain Kill innocent civilians Dropping bombs from planes John McCain John McCain John McCain John McCain, John McCain, on your military service, you then made a run. You got into the Congress in 1981. In the halls of the Senate, you had only just arrived. When you were caught up in corruption, one of the Keating Five, what should have been a loss, you turned into a gain. Not quite sure how you did it, the innocence you feigned. John McCain. John McCain, John McCain. John McCain, John McCain. You were the hero in the Senate who had survived the war. The one who would explain to them what they were fighting for. For each act of aggression, you would cheer along. You'd go visit the troops and sing your military songs. You'd thank them for their service, and then you'd watch them die as they fought for corporations launching missiles from the sky to the streets below which would be covered with the stains the blood of the innocent running down the drains john mccain john mccain john mccain john mccain john mccain You voted for austerity and every free trade deal You never met an oil well you didn't think that you should steal About the poverty around you You never did a thing except more military spending And less of everything That matters to the people who want a peaceful place to be Without some war crazed senator calling them his enemy You called yourself a maverick, whatever the heck that meant. You had lofty aspirations to be the U.S. president. Now you're dead. It's over. Your terroristic reign. The liberals, they loved you. I loved the cancer in your brain. John McCain. John McCain. John McCain. McCain.
2: Yeah john mccain from david Rovics, the answer to skylar blake's question uh, is there ever a a moment when you break through yes and you can stop stressing out yeah i got i thought that right off the bat so again a song that really requires no explanation if you have lived through the last 40 years of this country but maybe sometime if there is a future for humanity people may listen to this in 50
3: years and say
2: John McCain, who's that?
3: <laughs> so, yeah, David. Uh, other than well, he did die fairly recently, so people probably, uh, you know, currently uh, knows. who still, knows where they were word. in September. But yeah, uh, he was a war criminal. But I mean, uh, I've gotten a lot of to, to the extent that I've gotten a little bit of pushback for that song. It's it's to the extent that people think I'm just criticizing him for uh, being a, uh, vet, a military veteran who was in the Vietnam. But uh, no, I'm not uh, necessarily. It's not necessarily about the fact that he was, dry, you know, flying in fighter jets and yeah. bombing civilians, which is no good uh, for sure. But it's the fact that he never, uh, re- he never repented for this. He never, never learned he, from at all. You know, yeah. he encouraged it for the rest of his career. He he was a big supporter of every military conflict the U.S. ever got in after Vietnam. So uh, no, this is a. This is a war criminal. Oh,
2: that's. Sure. A, I mean, I can see that there was a there's a line in there that is a great line that I can see pissing yeah, people it, off. The liberals loved you. I love the cancer in your brain. It's the Man, line that's a that rock and roll, roll line.
3: The, the only people. The, the thing is, it's that's one of those lines where if you unless you hated John McCain, you don't like that line. You know, you have to really revile somebody well, to actually praise the cancer in their brain. You know, you have to.
2: And feel I feel I, very strongly. <laughs> I wonder. I'm curious. Sort of going to like the sensitivity questions we've been talking about. Have you got pushback from people who are just, you know, my dad died of brain cancer. I don't think that's funny.
3: Yeah, I have. And and uh, you know, cancer is is a epidemic, and we're all dying of cancer all yeah. the time. And if we can't joke about it, that's really to- totally ridiculous. Right. No, we can joke about the Holocaust too.
2: I think it's a. I think it's a great. I think it's a great line. And it just it was a. It was just like a pure. That's a rock and roll line. That's the kind of line that. I mean, the fact that you tether it to John McCain makes it a political song. But if you just had that line in any rock and roll song, it would, I think a lot of people would be
3: pissed off and relate to it.
2: You know, like, mm-hmm. you know I'm rooting for your demise.
3: It could, I think in, in the right punk rock circles, it could go over really well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah.
2: So as far as how that answers your question about is there ever
1: a moment of breakthrough? Yeah, actually, I thought it was really interesting what the pop oracle threw on the table there, and that being interesting, yeah, yeah, Impressive. actually, and and totally, um, I saw you started talking about the life of John McCain and his fathers and grandfather and grandfather, right? A little bit in the, in the beginning, mm-hmm. well. You know, John McCain was a politician, and he probably had he probably had a lot of drive to <laughs> I can imagine safe to say to get to where he was right, and the cost, and the the that 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 was paid for that was a lot in your song too, mm-hmm. right? Um, bloodshed and mm-hmm. whatnot, uh, war, yeah. right? Writing like that, so they're like i 'm i'm not a politician i'm a musician, right, but that drive to 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 be successful right, and what 's that going to cost it doesn't really feel like there's really ever going to be a time when you can just uh, you know be totally free of of um the uh, frustrating things of life, the negative things, the stress and stuff. So I guess all the more reason to have an indomitable spirit. Well, and and mm-hmm. true to what you said about like you know you get rest when you die kind of thing.
2: Well, uh, yeah, that was the first thing I thought. Oh, well, when you die, but I also thought about how well. There's a couple things I thought about. One, when you asked even before the question, before the song, when you asked the question, Radio Eight Ball is a daily podcast in part because I don't believe that there are – we don't get days off. But there's no free time from consciousness. There's no there's no breaks in life writ large. So I, in a way, like when you talk about that drive, there's a sense like we just keep – we just have to keep throwing ourselves into it every day. But there's another thing I thought of there. There's, and this is maybe a little bit whimsical, but it – it, it it came to me when I in, encoded into his name, McCain, are two other things. Well, when I see Mick. I live in America. Can't help but think about McDonald's. And I don't not to, sorry, not to say even that McDonald's is food, but it makes me think of the simple pleasure of consuming a f- like we don't get breaks, but we do get meals and something about not again, not McDonald's, but we get we get to take breaks and consume some food. And that can be a nice, that actually is a very simple thing, but actually I do think of mealtimes as a break. And the other thing, the other part that's encoded into it and goes with meals is AIN, which makes me think of anuses, and taking a good shit is also these moments of just like <laughs> release. You get a break. like you're all, There's this stuff, and then that moment when it just, and you're like, ah. Oh. For just a second, it's
1: like, this is the break you've been waiting for. <laughs> it's you know, true. Right? I've, I read that in, like, Dolly's, uh, you know, memoirs, too. <laughs> there was nothing better in life than a great shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and the, maybe these are, like, again,
2: again, maybe it's whimsical, but the idea is that I That's do quiet. feel like we get our breaks in little, little bits. We hear a song, <laughs> and it takes us out of it for, like, three minutes or five minutes, and it's like... That's true. Whew. I, It just happens, you know, or you have meet a friend, you have a conversation. There's somehow the stress drops for just for for a little while. And then you got to go throw back yourself back into that mission and, you know, do whatever it takes to get you to that meal or to that toilet bowl. And that's not always easy. Uh, But but that's what I that's what I thought. And then finally, the idea of John McCain and what we're all talking about here is, of course, there's no breaks. We're all, you know, we're fighting for the li- for the life of the planet and our species, uh, and all the other species. There's like there's no breaks, no breaks, people. Uh, n- little moments of respite, but no breaks. That's yeah. what
1: I think.
0: Yeah, I
2: hear that. And if you do, that's the a... McCain's of the world will have tab- will run <laughs> will run roughshod over the world. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I like that wordplay with his name. You know, but uh, how you pulled through on that, you know, that's what I do. That's uh, good. But because um,
2: no one else goes there, I that's think, how uh, I. You're right,
1: though. Like as far as for, for what I was bringing to the table, it's like, yeah, you know, just take a break, every now and again, in that race. As I said, and breathe. Stop. And based
2: breathe. upon your smiling face and glassy <laughs> eyes, I think you already took that advice. <laughs> I try my best. <laughs> hey, Washington Pride, man, you made it legal first, second, second.
3: It <laughs> was a good day.
2: Yes, it was. That decreased a little bit of paranoia.
3: Well, yeah, definitely. uh, Definitely, you know, one less reason to get arrested. Yeah. Although I think it's contributed to the rise in the rent. Yeah. Because it's one more reason to move to the West Coast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which I never thought about well, when I voted for legalization in Oregon. If I had thought about it, I might have voted against it. But then again, you know, there's, probably not. There's so yeah. much
1: about the Pacific Northwest, actually, I shouldn't even say. That the, people want the, to move. Yeah, for, yeah absolutely.
3: Mm. Although, you know, for, for better or for worse, the forest fires are now giving us the worst air quality in the world in Portland in the summers sometimes. So. That's one reason why people Go away. could maybe not come. <laughs> Go away. Go <laughs> we're back. Leaving. We're Go leaving back in the, the next summer.
2: Uh, yeah. Oh no! But see, that isn't that. But we the, being
1: the life cycle? Aren't we being too. hypocrites? Yep. Like the idea people is, like coming in. Yep. We got
2: we're, we're gonna have to welcome climate refugees. No, no. Right, uh, no, that no we can have people coming Washington. in. We just
3: need rent control. You know. Then, yeah. Then we don't. Then, then we don't mm-hmm. have any problem with displacement and with people getting you yep. know, moved out of the neighborhoods they grew up in. We, we yeah, need rent control yeah 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 but if uh, without rent control society there is no such thing as society. I think that's the bottom line for me It's like what what how can you have a society if you don't have rent control because then you know if you're uh, if it's always uh, uh, up to whatever vagaries of the market and of people's whims or whatever that the rents double triple and whole neighborhoods are destroyed and families are ev- evicted i mean this is just you can't have a society that way. That's just barbarism. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, Skyler, we're going
2: to be ha- we're going to be recording our next two episodes here in your basement. So we may even have you back if we have any other dropouts. So uh, you may have another bite at the apple. But uh, good. but uh, thank you for stepping up and asking a question. Thank you for yeah, entering the se- session. Nice songs. Yeah. Thank yeah. You, Thanks for having me. Your host Andros Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Ball
1: Show. It's a good show.